to the Wysetta Free Conversations podcast. This episode, I get a chance to sit down with my good friends, Jake and Christy Veneta, who are willing to take a risk, step out in faith, and start the STMA Breakfast Club in 2014 in the basement of their home. Their goal was to create a space for high school students to enjoy a full breakfast and hear a teaching from the Bible about who Jesus is and how much he loves each one of them. Oh my goodness, you guys, can you believe that we're doing this? Uh, I'm super excited that we are. Good. This is a cool opportunity. This is our Good. first podcast ever. Wow. Tell me more about how this got going, who the audience is. So um, we, in the midst of uh, George Floyd being killed, we uh, kind of felt like we needed to talk about racism. And as we were going through that as a church, um, I had had an idea prior to that, that we should start a podcast. And we just kind of felt like, where God was leading us was to have tough conversations and those tough conversations could be about specific topics or it could be about um, how God's working in people's lives and taking risks and doing things that you maybe wouldn't consider doing normally. Um, But all of that we wanted to just kind of put together and having conversations with people, simply talking to people and, and actually zoom has made it a little bit easier to do that. Uh, than to have people come into a studio and record a podcast. So this is where we're at. I am really glad that you guys are here. And I think the important thing for me is just to get a chance to kind of introduce why we know each other. So for those of you who don't know Jake and Christy Veneta, I uh, went to the same church as them. Jake and I worked on staff at Grace Fellowship Church in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Um, we only worked together for a short period of time. Um, because there was a lot of stuff that kind of changed and some exciting stuff that kind of led us in different directions. So I'm excited for you to get a chance to kind of tell people why we're having this conversation about the Breakfast Club and just kind of your backstory that led up to starting that. Exciting. Thanks for reaching out to us. We're excited to share a little bit about what's happened here. So yeah, we did work together. After that, uh, I found myself on staff with FCA, Fellowship for Christian Athletes. And during that time, our kids, which we were raising in late late um, elementary school, middle school, super busy, like most families in activities and running and gunning. And uh, our daughter was in dance and our son was in hockey. And so Christy and I were kind of looking at each other, like, what are we going to do for our kids? How are we, how are we going to take some of this, this ministry stuff we normally would see at a church and bring it to these people that rarely go because we're always busy, busy, busy. Those are the families we were rubbing shoulders with in our town. Yeah, and so we looked at busy students. Because Jake was involved in FCA, we had a pretty good idea of the culture of high school, and and we were watching students get jobs once they had their license. Um, Sports were even more in-depth and more demanding, and the the workload of school was really demanding. Mm -hmm. So adding another thing to their schedule was a challenge. And so we thought, well, let's start their day with breakfast and a devotional. And it was just that simple thinking Our high school in St. Michael Albertville is a late start. They start kindergartners first, and then the high school is the last to start. So that was to our advantage that our school didn't start until 825. Hmm. So we thought, let's do a preschool, a a before school breakfast club. We'll call it the breakfast club because that's our generation. We're very, it's not detention, but we knew it was like a cool (laughs) little name. Um, And it would help kids feel less like um, it's a event you have to be a Christian or a Christ Mm -hmm. follower. It is a very neutral phrase. It's a breakfast club. Yeah. So we we kicked that off um, when our son was a sophomore and our daughter was a freshman in high school. 
And we asked both of our kids to just find some influential kids, those kids that have the pull of if they're there, it kind of makes it okay. They don't mm-hmm. have to be necessarily popular or the best person in band or the best person in the National Honor Society. They're just the kind of kids where they just have that pull mm-hmm. that they make others feel comfortable and it's easy for them to bring others in. And our kids brought 10 other kids and so there were 12 total um, at a September meeting in our basement in 2014. And to say that it was odd is an understatement. So awkward. <laughs> it was so weird for these kids. <laughs> Think, what is this? We knew the Venetas. We have done yeah. some things with the Venetas. Why is Jake is, sacrificing goats in the basement? <laughs> but that we had kids there before school. That was just an unknown thing. People yeah. weren't doing that. And mm-hmm. the only time you went to school early was to get help. So why am I leaving my house earlier than what school's expecting? Mm-hmm. Um, so we started with 12 kids. And um, in the time between 2014 and 2020, I'll just give you a little timeline of how it's looked. Yeah. We started in our basement with 12. We sat in a circle, like kind of like it was a birthday party sharing group. I'm it on was a stool. It was odd. It was- <laughs> um, and then it grew. It kept growing. Um, since that time, we've only had one t- one breakfast club where we haven't had a first time visitor. If that gives you mm-hmm. kind of the, the pulse yeah. of the here, but um, it grew. We outgrew the basement at 65 kids. We moved it to the garage where we could hold about 90. And so pause. I remember thinking, there's no way this is going to work because yep. you know, the cool factor, the what kids think is worth coming to, you're yep. going to sit in someone's garage yep. before school in yep. Minnesota. Now we have a heat in our garage, but still it's like a garage with like tools and like everybody else's garage, yep. stuff on shelves. Like it didn't have any of the things you would check the box. This is cool. Every well, and as a youth pastor, I'm sure you're probably thinking like this. Yeah, this doesn't fit what you would normally plan even to get people to come to a church. So no, we had no prizes, no worship time, right. no announcements. No we videos. Did nothing, none of yeah. that. So, and eat food and the food is delicious. So we, had, <laughs> we grew and we filled the basement in two different breakfast clubs. We were already full. Hmm. So Mr. AV tech guy that I married, we not only garage. garage, not only does he do speaking, but he is kind of like this techie. He likes that stuff. So he figured out a way to live stream himself from the garage down to our basement. That was considered overflow seating. Wow. These are terms familiar in church, but it was so odd yep. to watch it happen in our house. <laughs> um, within about three breakfast clubs, that was full. And we had a neighbor say to us one time on a walk, if you guys ever need any help with Breakfast Club, we would be willing to help. And we said, well, would you like to take the freshmen and sophomores? So now we live stream to our basement. Jake's live in the garage and we live stream over to our neighbor's house. They have it upstairs and downstairs. And after an entire year, we have reached max capacity there. In both houses. In both houses. We fast forward to this last year and we have moved to a church. Um, we have about 350 to 360 attending regularly. Mm-hmm. About 70% of the students have never been to church. Um, and we have had about 250, 260 kids say yes to following Jesus for the first time this year. And we've handed out more Bibles than uh, we ever thought we would because kids, even though they have access to it on their phones, yeah. have access repeatedly for a copy in their lap to have to bring to college to have the just because one of the principles of breakfast club or one of the non-negotiables is every kid has a bible in their lap while jake's teaching yeah and same bible so he can just say the page number and kids can go right to it that's incredible 
that's been the track of our, that's been the history of the growth of this thing and the explosion of it. Um, it's humbling to say we started it selfishly for our own children mm -hmm. and honestly thought it would be over when our kids graduated, yeah. which was 2018, Abigail graduated. I thought, okay, we're free and clear. We've done a good job. Well done, Jake and Christy. Good job. <laughs> we were on all patting each thing. other on the back. Like, we yeah, got this. We we're done. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. we, we spent some time no. that summer praying and it was, mm -hmm. God was clearly telling us, you're not done. I'm just getting started. You stay faithful. You stay after this. Wow. And, um, wow. It's been an uncomfortable journey. It's been quite a ride. Um, it's been constantly, constantly seeking the Lord and recognizing how much this isn't about us yeah. and our control and our plans. It so is not. Yeah. Well, talk about that. Talk about that uncomfortableness or the challenges that you guys have faced along the way, because I think someone listening to this, that, that kind of has felt like, maybe God is leading them to do something, but it seems too big, or it seems like what's, what's going to happen? What will this turn into? I'm not sure I'm ready for that. What kind of, from your, from your standpoint, what are the things that you've experienced as you went through all this that were challenges that you faced? Um, great question. So first of all, just the obedience to start it, like mm -hmm. to do this thing and the uncomfortableness of you're really marked when you put yourself out there detached from any organization. So yeah. it's not FCA. It's not a church. It's just the Venetas telling kids about Jesus. Yeah. Um, Christy mentioned it, but trust in the Lord and obeying his very clear, keep going. Mm -hmm. Yes. I told you to start it. You did that. Good job. But who cares now? Keep going. <laughs> it, it really was very. Um, and so to obey that was not what I wanted personally. It's very inconvenient. It's very hard. There are many Wednesday nights where I'm going, I don't want to teach tomorrow morning or mm -hmm. I'm not. And I, and I tell people that obviously I'm saying it on a podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm transparent about that because to me, the story I want people to hear is when you follow what God tells you to do, he's on the hook for the results. Hmm. Our only job is to be obedient. When you think about it like that, it's pretty simple. Like life's just obey God. Yeah. So it's this simple thing, but it's also very complex, very inconvenient, very hard. But I would also add to that sentence, and it's all one sentence, it's the best. Hmm. The best because it's messy and there's times where there's tears. There's times where it, it's, it's just this this ride, this adventure we're on, yeah. and we don't want to get off this ride. It's the mm -hmm. most incredible ministry I've ever seen. And Sarah, you knew me back in those days when we were at that church together. And th this is more, it's just more of everything. And yeah. I'm addicted to seeing kids turn on to Jesus because he, he's the real deal. And they're seeing that in mm -hmm. a very old school way. It's just talking to them. It's so and simplified. Yeah, without all the stuff that I used to do, right? all the upfront games and all. We, they <laughs> so counter to our training. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah. what would you add to that, Mrs. B? I would also say that uh, it's been very interesting to watch what we set out for as kind of our idea, mm -hmm. just how humbled we've been in that it's not really our idea because yeah. our idea was let's just create something for our kids. It's going to be a Bible study and breakfast and then on to school they go. And yeah. over the years, instead of having that tight grip on what our idea is and what it's going to look like, but just to loosen those hands and say, yeah. 
it did look like this, but now it looks like this because I've laid down my agenda. I took that first step, like he said, of obedience. All right, let's do a breakfast club. Out of that, we've watched ministry happen with the people that have stepped forward to volunteer that say, my faith was really in a spot where it was dead. I was soaking in information, but I wasn't doing anything with it. Yeah. I'm also trusting God that each week, the 750 bucks it takes to feed kids, that sometimes that's going to dip into Christine and Jake. You think, no, the Lord provides every time. Mm. And I think I have it all. I'll plan this. I'll spreadsheet. Christy's a planner. But it's all wiped out. And so my faith has grown. I get to testify. I get to watch it at work in my children. I get to watch it at work in the volunteers. And then other ministries that have popped out of these, like the hungry kids in our town that have no food that wait afterwards till everyone leaves and they take the extras. Yeah. The kids that are like, I don't have a place to go. My parents are kicking me out. The girl who comes and says, last night I was ready to end it, but I knew I had breakfast club. Wow. It's so much bigger. It gets real, real quick. As we know, especially in 2020. Yeah. Life is messy and it's hard and it's bumpy. What we have faced in our, our city of Minneapolis, in our state, and then there's the virus. Yep. God calls us to walk into that mess yeah. and to be present and to look people in the eyes and say, what I believe Jesus was a master at doing, I see you mm-hmm. and I love you and mm-hmm. you matter. Mm-hmm. I think if we got that message out more to high school kids, to some of the people that have been impacted by some of the bumpiness of our year, man, it would change a lot. And, right. and that's just all of us being obedient to what Jesus raised the bar pretty ding dang high. And right. our job is to try to at least get kind of close. I mean, yeah. I knock the bar off every time I jump, but you know, and I'm hoping that pad is there for right. the high jump because that track that hurts. Well, and you talk about the way that God provide has provided for you guys throughout this whole journey. Um, can you give me examples of how that's happened? You talked about finances. That's a, that's a big part of it. But then, you know, when you go from just doing it in your garage and you have X amount of chairs or X amount of Bibles, how does that then, you know, expand as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger? Um, I'll share a couple stories because okay. Christy's really on this more than me, but <laughs> anywhere from, well, first of all, we used to fund it. It was our ministry and we, the Veneta checkbook funded it. Yeah. It, soon outgrew the capacity of the Veneta checkbook. And so we started to let others know, hey, this thing costs some money. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time um, we got home and there was an envelope in the front door that had four $100 bills in it. Wow. Uh, Couldn't believe it. I remember um, one of the riders that I work with, one of the pro athletes on the weekend, I remember the race we were at, it was the Daytona race. And I was in his, the big factory hall or the big semi that he races out of. And he asked me, Jake, how much does it cost for breakfast club? And I said, well, I don't know. I'd have to check with the CFO on that. And so I texted (laughs) and I said, how much does it cost? And she told me the number and then they multiplied that times 15 because that's how many breakfast clubs we had that year. And they wrote us a check. I didn't ask him for money. Right. So the compelling part to me is coming out of FCA, which FCA, you raise your own support like a missionary, which is what Mm -hmm. we do now with the modal ministry, same financial model. But anyway, I I just remember asking people, Sarah, for a lot of money, like, hey, Sarah, would you donate 50 bucks a month to the, and asking and asking and God used that and he honored that. Yeah. What Christy and I have seen is 
yeah, we tell people it costs money and literally God just takes it from there. Hmm. Yeah. And I, and he's talked a little bit about the money piece, but there have been times where we needed Bibles. Yeah. So I put it out and within 45 minutes we had $1,400 so that I could pay cash for Bibles. Wow. When we needed students to be in chairs in our garage, I remember asking and people went to Costco, grabbed the picture, the screenshot of what I put up and they provided chairs. Yeah. Uh, there are people that will go and just get the groceries and just bring, they have so many people have my garage code and they want to, so I remember we had a couple that was a, they, they, their grandparents, they live in Monticello. Oh. They got a, you know how when you spend a lot of money at Costco, they give yeah. you a re- refund. Yeah. There's $1,200 oh and they thought, should we buy patio furniture for next year or should we spend it on breakfast? club? they spent every cent on breakfast club. Wow. They brought it to my house, delivered it. And that was it. They walked away. And I just continue to see others and how they respond to God's prompting mm-hmm. and how excited they are about the kingdom. They don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. They don't need themselves to be up in lights. Yeah. It really is. How can I serve today in the kingdom? It's like they wake up with that prayer of hmm. whatever you have for me today, Lord, I'm in. And that's the way God has provided. And then there was a story once where a student came to breakfast club, um, he was the lead kid for known for providing drugs, having access to drugs. Yeah. When that student walked into breakfast club, he came late. Bravo to him to have the courage to walk in when it's already an event that's in, in motion. Yeah. Walks in, walks through the crowd and sits down. You could have heard a pin drop. Now, my lovely Jake Benita had no clue who this kid was because I text each student individually. Sure. I knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep him as focused as possible for obvious <laughs> reasons. Once you spend time with him, you'll know why. But uh, for this tra- this student to walk in and for these kids to see this, that, again, that was such a God moment where the people in the room that knew and the ones that had faith were like, wow, God, you're doing something in our school. Why is that kid here? Yeah. How did you get that kid here? Yeah. And that's the environment of Breakfast Club where people's faith has been growing. The judgment and the, well, this person belongs in this category. You couldn't yeah. possibly have students come. Have you seen what they do on Friday night? No, they're mm. at Breakfast Club because Jesus is for everyone. The door is open here for yeah. everyone. And so those are the ways we've seen God do things with actual tangible things like money, chairs, Bibles. But there's also been how he's provided space, how mm. he continues to provide space, mm. how he continues to bring students that other kids' mouths literally drop open when they say, why is that kid here? Mm. You want to know why? Because Jesus thinks the same about that kid as he does you and me. And that has changed the culture of how high school kids are starting to see uh, their, their fellow peers. And yep. then on top of that, I think one of the greatest things that we've seen is the 12 or 13 other breakfast clubs that are popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's actually kicking off at Wyzetta High School here in a few weeks, but that's at the newest one. But just the way others are going, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You provide food and you teach about Jesus, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a simple model and it yes. doesn't require, it requires a home. We all have them. Yep. It requires food. They sell it at every grocery store. Yep. And it requires the Bible. And I would also add, it requires somebody that's got some sort of an ability to connect with kids. Yep. Uh, and that that's really all it takes and, uh, and away you go. 
Yeah. And have you seen, has the school, because the group that you started with is all from St. Michael, I would imagine, all those students that were coming. Mm-hmm. Did, has the school reached out to you? Have they been seeing a change? Is there a connection there between the two of you and them? Absolutely, they have, and it's been, um, they have seen a change. Kids notice it. Um, one of the coaches that I've known for a long time at our high school, he te- he's one of the smartest people I've ever met on the planet. Um, it, he, he teaches there, teaches science, and he said, Jake, our school has literally changed since I've been teaching mm-hmm. here. I see it. Kids say Thursdays are different. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. The teachers know that kids might walk in at just a half minute late because they're coming from breakfast club. Um, They're working with us as we get ready to build this barn um, to to help us share the parking lot. They know we are four kids and we love these kids. And um, I would, I would say they're incredibly supportive. And Mm. to me, it's a way that a faith community can partner with a high, with a high school. Yeah. Uh, in a winsome way that we stay in our lane. We know what is okay and not okay. We're not trying to, you know, do something that that puts them at risk in the community um, as a public school. Um, but when you hear staff members say they see the culture of our school changing, yeah. that's huge. Uh, I mean, hello, right? you can't. That that's what that's God doing something, yep. and you can't legislate against that. You can't. Yep. I mean, it's just kids going. I want better and I want our school to be better and we need this. And they're literally saying that to us. Yeah. When we had to go before the city to get the plans approved for this barn that we're building next, um, the school actually sent a signed letter on their letterhead in support of us being able to use the parking lot for kids to park so they can walk across the street to breakfast club. And I think Jake was there, but Jake said the, surprise on the faces of some of the people as to how supportive the high school is of a faith-based before school thing has been nothing short of miraculous that that would be supportive and they would come alongside it and say you keep doing what you're doing and do it well and those those, can come right and for those people who who don't know about the barn project you you've talked about it briefly here but um the fact that it is literally in a field across from the parking lot where the school is like the video that I saw on your Facebook page. I was like, how does, how does a person get that land? Like that's incredible. Yeah. It is primo land, Sarah, like, especially in St. Michael, which is developing a lot. Developing quickly and land is a premium up here. The secret's out because people are moving in here. Yeah. Before he tells you about the land, I'm just going to tell you what caused it to just set it in motion. Yeah. Julie Nelson from CARE 11 came out with a cameraman, and this cameraman and Julie Nelson did a story in May of 2019. Mm -hmm. That set in motion a platform that was much bigger than we thought, Mm. and it was used to reach the gentleman that owned most of the land surrounding the high school. Mm. That's a relationship Jake can speak to, but I just want to say that, that piece right there we thought it was just, yay, look at, we get to talk about what God's doing in St. Right. Michael. What God had in store for that was this is going to be used as a tool to, to reach more people. When Carol Evans said this, this last summer, two summers ago, 
would you back when we had the state fair remember when we had yes. the state fair oh, back, our... yes. remember those days yep. oh. she said would you mind if we ran the breakfast club story on a loop in the care 11 barn and i thought all right god that was one of the top five or six stories of the year, the most wow. requested story at CARE 11. So, and that to me is a, God, a yay God because yeah. God reaches teenagers, whether you think God's great or not. Mm-hmm. What I have found is people, regardless of their faith stuff, are like, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Even people that you would think are anti-God by how they come across. Yeah. So that's what we try to just stay really focused on that. Like the mission here is teenagers. Yep. And it's really simple. So real quick, the barn story, I was pedaling my bike because I like to do that. And I saw these <laughs> barns and I thought, we wonder if we could ever meet in a barn. So we tried that and it worked for one meeting and it was really cold. That was over around Christmas, right? Or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Care 11 actually did a, st- a follow-up story yep. at that barn. We thought that was going to be the barn because it's literally across the street from the high school as well, just a couple doors down from where this land is. Um, and so we're going down the road and the, the homeowners there, I hope they're listening to this podcast or some of them just the most generous and um, God honoring, just a great family that had four kids that went through STMA high school, yeah. just an incredible family. And they're like, you can use our barn. And I'm like, Okay, uh, yeah. here and, comes the wave. <laughs> and so we had over 350 high school kids come to that. Hmm. And it was about 49 degrees with three heaters going wide open. There's no insulation. It was nine degrees that morning. But it, it kind of cast a vision for what could be. My thought was that would be the barn. God had something else in store. Hmm. Some, some events happened where it became clear that wouldn't work out to be um, in that facility. Um, and so was pretty mad at the Lord. Like what the heck? Cause whenever mm-hmm. we don't get our way with God, if you're wired like Jake, you get mad at God. Like, come on, don't you see this? This was your idea. Now you're not, well, he had something bigger, something better. And so uh, got connected to this landowner who owns, like Christy said, a lot of property, um, several thousand acres around Wright County. And he um, saw the story and basically said, we're in, and he has donated four acres completely a hundred percent donated. Wow. Um, the 19th of May, I will never forget for the rest of my life because yeah. in one day we had land, we had a hundred thousand dollars cash and we had another company in town say, we will donate the excavation work. Wow. They, that's what they do. They have really cool toys that say Caterpillar on them and they push <laughs> diesel fuel. And he said, we can do this. And they have all said this to me and it causes me to cry every single time they say, they say, Jake, we can't do what you do, but we can build buildings. Hmm. We can push dirt, but we, and it's it, a beautiful example of what the body looks like. That's right? how God, and that's yeah. first Corinthians yeah. 12 right there. Not everyone's an eye or an elbow yes. or a bicep yep. muscle, yep. but when we all work together, great things can happen. And breakfast club has become this uniting force, yeah. not Catholics, not Methodists, not Lutherans, not Baptists. Yeah. But it is about Jesus and reaching high school kids with the love, this timeless truth of the gospel, the greatest rescue mission in the history of humanity. And we get to be a part of it on the front lines. And it's pretty stinking cool. Right? Wow. Incredible. Um, One of the things that I thought of um, as you were talking about this is 
it's you, when you work in youth ministry or student ministries, you invite kids into your life and you invite yourself into theirs. Right. And so oftentimes there, it doesn't end when they, when they graduate, there's that, that continual relationship. So now you've had youth groups that are sizable, but nothing in comparison to the amount of students now that you have reached with. What does that look like? What is that relationship with students beyond Breakfast Club? Now I've graduated yeah. from SDMA. We, now, now do, is Jake and Christy still a part of my life? What does that look like? Uh, we are intentional throughout the school year to prep these students to know that once Jake and Christy have entered your life, you have access and we are available to you. Wow. The really high, high days and the really low, low days. Yeah. Um, social media makes it very easy for them to continue to follow and have yep. access to. Um, we had 107 seniors graduate in the class of 2020. From Breakfast Club. From Breakfast Club, to give you an idea that that's... Our graduating class was in the mid-400s, so it's about a fourth of the graduating class. Wow. Regular participants. So um, what, has, what we've watched happen in the last six years is that kids will come back when they're in town Mm -hmm. to either revisit a breakfast club, um, just join right back into the flow of high school. Yep. Uh, they've reached out multiple times when things are difficult. Yeah. Uh, they know they continue to have access. And the most exciting part is when they ask for time with Jake so that he can connect them with a the ministry mm. because they want that flavor back, that taste back of, yep. I loved the hope. I love what I was hearing. And when I shut it off and I went to college or I went to do my job, I didn't have that anymore. And, yeah. I, and I love the maturity in their development when they recognize it's not a Jake thing. Yep. It's a Christ thing. You yep. are getting, getting a taste of and experience, experiencing what God has for us in God's word. And then a teacher up in front that you connect with, you just love and you want more of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. Um, so we have had, uh, this is the first year we've had students ask for a live stream hmm. where they graduated and they still want to come back and still watch. That's breakfast incredible. Club. But the hope is Jake has always said what we're offering at breakfast club is not in place of church. It's not in place of youth group. It's not in place of small groups. You should get yourself into it and we will connect you with, we've even offered small groups within breakfast club mm -hmm. where we're discipling kids on how to read God's word, how to pray. What does it look like? Yeah. To following Christ as a student at, at, at the high school. It's the basics. And you the question you ask is that connection. And for me, it looks like my phone will go off and it'll be a, Jake, I need a verse. Hmm. I'll be like, what's up? What's going on? And, and it's an athlete in college or it's a kid really low on a Friday night. And uh, ministry is messy and it happens at yep. inopportune times. Sometimes yep. I'll be on the weekend, which is – the, the chaplain work that we do and I'll be at a race, my phone will go off or Christy will send me uh, or forward me a message. And so um, they do reach out and we just need to pay attention because if you tell someone I'm here for you, then you need to be here for you. Right. And sometimes that loads heavy, but uh, that's where if, if people for a second thought that Jake and Christy were doing this mm -hmm. on Jake and Christy power, Right. They're, they're smoking wacky tobacco because it's not, it's not us. It's right. uh, that whole, he who is within me is greater than he who is within the world. And he promises he'll be with us. He promises he'll give us the strength. So there's a lot of claim in the promises. There's a lot of Jesus, you promised this. 
And dang it, I need it right now. So mm-hmm. come on, bro. I mean, that's... That's translated high school vernacular. That's how I roll. But I'll also say this is the first year we've had graduates give their money that we gave at their grad party back to us. Really? With with their thank you card that says, I'm giving this money back, use it for breakfast clubs. High school kids donating towards the barn project. We have high school kids that are saying, do you need more Bibles? I can give 10 bucks. That's it in my budget. Hmm. And I think, this is a student that we wondered, are you walking with the Lord or are you just enjoying breakfast club food? And then I think, Christy, your job isn't transformation. Your job is keep creating space. Yeah. They're going to meet Jesus here. You keep creating space. So there's enough space for all of them. And then they are going to figure this out because the Lord cares about them, sees them, yeah. loves yeah. them. We're yeah. just going to keep throwing seeds out there and planting seeds. Watch what happens. Huh. So that's how students that are graduating are responding. Yeah. I've been watching them want to give back. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyone that's listening to this right now, if they want to get involved, it, are there ways they can get involved? Is there something that they can do? I think that there are a lot of exciting opportunities as you're talking about this barn fundraiser and ways that people could partner with you. I would love for you to share that with our people that are listening. Yeah. So we just launched a website. Um, about a week ago. Um, so it's just live now in late September, 2020. And we're uh, sharing this story in a bigger way. That website is stmabreakfastclub.org. So it's all one word, STMA for St. Michael Albertville High School, stmabreakfastclub.org. And it's got a lot of different things on there. The story of the barn, uh, needs that we have. There's some specific needs today. Uh, right before the podcast, I was on the phone with an owner of a, uh, a company, a lumber company, actually. And, and before that, I was on the phone with a guy that they just different. It's this network. It's this people yeah. who know people. And yeah, we want to build a barn. And, but I want to do it the old school way, like way back when we all kept our money. And we just helped out the neighbor because he needed yeah. to build a barn. Yeah. Um, and we're doing that. And we have a timber company we're working with. It's an old school heavy timber barn, like the ones they used to build in 1905. Yeah, brand new, right across the street from the high school. Uh, so our community, our area, our region, our state, and really our country is mm-hmm. going to see a story about what God did because God's going to build this barn. Yeah, no one's going to get the credit. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want your name on the wall, like <laughs> like you're the you know the the Jake Veneto Wall of Fame, we're not putting anybody's name anywhere. The yeah. the name of the barn is the barn. Yep. And the whole point is I want our, everybody to know God did something hmm. big. Uh, hmm. We need prayer. Uh, what I like to say a lot, I said it to you, Sarah, no prayer, no power. Mm-hmm. Uh, some prayer, some power. Much prayer, mucho power. And so yeah. I think if people pray for a revival in their high school, yeah. it might be Breakfast Club, it might be Young Life, it might be FCA, it might be a local student ministry. I don't care. Right. And the student ministers, I know they don't care. Yeah. We want to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of high school kids turning from, which is the definition of the word repent. Mm-hmm. So the most powerful thing you can do as a Christian is pray. There is mm-hmm. nothing you can do more powerful than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need people to give. We still need to raise several hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. daunting to me, Sarah. I look right. at that and go, how? Right. How in the world? Yeah. Um, and whether it's a $10 or a, a, a $100 or a 10000 or a 100000 um, 
God's going to bring all those amounts because this is God's project. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the difference for us. The very first time here we are in our mid forties going, there's no pressure. I mean, there's pressure, but there's no pressure because God told us to do this. So he's on the hook to do it. Yeah. And it's different than any other thing I've ever done where he told me to do it. And I feel like I'm on the hook. We don't get a paycheck. This is all volunteer. This is just, we're supposed to lead it and call people into our community. And as we found out several others, there's 10 or 12 others that are starting. Some of them are a bit delayed because of no school last spring. And, you know, some of the challenges of this culture we're in with the virus, but it's going to happen because God's bigger than virus. God's bigger than problems in our city, problems in our high school. God's bigger than the biggest drug dealer at the high school. Mm -hmm. He's bigger than depression. He's bigger than suicide. He's bigger than the things that these teenagers face. And when they see that and their eyes turn on to it, then I say, I'm the luckiest. We're the luckiest people on the planet because we're front row seats to seeing that happen in the front of hundreds and hundreds of high school kids. Yeah. Um, So we need people to get involved, go to the website, click on it, um, it, reach out to us. There's our contact information is on there. You might know somebody who knows somebody. Um, we need, we're looking at family foundations, people that, that have capacity to help us do something. What I'm saying is this. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to do something special for kids to keep a movement that Jesus is doing moving forward, a once-in-a-generation opportunity God is orchestrating. The mm-hmm. land, all the pieces up till this point, yeah. it's unbelievable. The city's approved this project. We're green lighted. We're going to start up bulldozers and start pushing dirt around here very right? soon. I'm jacked up about it. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I just really have been encouraged watching from the sidelines because I think that um, both of you just do such a good job at really being real and transparent about all this stuff that has happened and that it's not easy but that you're in it for the long haul. And I think that that's an exciting example to a lot of people who don't know, like I said, don't know how to start, don't know how to keep going when things get hard and tough and difficult, being able to be resilient and lean into God and let him take it. Cause you're right. It's not about us. It's, it's about letting him, him work through us. Right. So my question is uh, my last question for you guys is really what advice would you give to that person that feels God's prompting them or, or nudging them to do something big? I'll start. And then Christy's much more articulate on this one. I think (laughs) God is nudging you to do something. Typically he doesn't say part the Red Sea Hmm. on the first try. That's been my experience in my own life. Personally being in ministry for 20 plus years, it's like, obey me here. And then you do that. And then that muscle gets stronger. I work with athletes. And so I think sometimes I can have atrophy in my spiritual muscle. Jake can, because I, I don't wake up to trusting God in the little. God didn't tell us build a barn and have a ministry for three or 400 high school kids. God said, start something, have your friends come and meet in your basement. Yeah. So trust God in the little And if he makes it big, great. But the results are him. And that's what I've been trying to tell people because it is big now. It's daunting. It's insane. It's a crazy train. But it didn't start that way. Yeah. How would you answer that question, Mrs. B? Yeah, that's a great question. I I think of an example. Um, We talked about the body already, but I think about an example that was very real to me. 
in my own home when Breakfast Club used to be in my home. And I had a bunch of volunteers and they would come in and they would do all the food serving. And I felt a little bit like, this is my baby, this is my thing. And I remember when all the students left, there was this leader who started cleaning my toaster oven because it was messy and I had burnt pizza all over the bottom. It was gross. And I just remember <laughs> walking around the corner and I wanted to cry because I thought, first of all, I'm embarrassed that my house has pizza crumbs and pizza cheese burnt to the bottom and that this woman noticed it enough that she didn't clean up what was for breakfast club. She was cleaning my house. Hmm. And then she took the stainless steel thing out and she started cleaning off the fridge. And I thought I was frustrated by that. Well, one other leader saw it, brought me around the corner and she's just like, this woman is doing her gifts. Let her be. It was at that moment that my eyes were open that the prompting that God does could be as simple as I'm going to join what's already going. Mm. And I bring my gifts. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to start something new. If that's the prompting, go for it. Step into that. Yeah. Um, but if it is to join something that's already in motion, something that you bring your horsepower and your gifts. And you think when you're driving away from Christy Veneta's house, all I did today was serve cheesy hash browns and wipe down a woman's toaster oven. Well, I was blessed by it. Yeah. And there were a bunch of kids that had cheesy hash browns on their plate because you showed up and spooned it on there. And I, and that when we were at this Christian businessmen's thing to talk to these men of great capacity and great, I mean, they've been given much in life. Right. And to listen to one of them in tears say, I don't know how to speak in front of a microphone, in front of a crowd. But man, when it comes to contracting building projects, uh, that I am. And I thought, again, I'm reminded yeah. that God prompts us with the things he's gifted us with. He knows what our gifts are. Yeah. If it's single moms, if it's doing some stuff with justice, if it's doing some stuff where you are serving the elderly, yeah. I don't know. But man, when it's, it's put in front of you and it just keeps nudging you, you've got to ask, you've got to show yeah. up. And I have people show up at breakfast clubs and I'm a little bit like, what are you doing? And then when I step out of the way, I go, oh, that's right. God orchestrates this and he mm -hmm. people to mm -hmm. step into what's already going or to start something new, like many of these other breakfast clubs. And they're, sometimes they say, I'm sorry, it doesn't look like yours. Yeah. It doesn't need to. Right have Jesus in it and then fill out what, it, what you want it to look like. But yeah. boy, when God prompts you, I, I will testify for the both of us that we have been blessed and our faith has been strengthened hmm. through the hard through leading because yeah. we said yes to leading 12 kids in our basement to breakfast yeah. club. It has turned into this. Hmm. And now here we are on a podcast getting to share what God is doing which is what we're all supposed to be is testifying to his faithfulness and his yeah. goodness. And hopefully using our words and our experience for someone else to go, that's all I needed to step into what God has for me and yeah. stop feeling fearful or like I'm disqualified because I'm not, you are. So yeah. if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you're in New Prague or YZ or Elk River, you're in Connecticut or Florida, it doesn't matter if God nudges you, you have to pay attention to that or you will miss the blessing. And here's what I know. Sometimes we think the blessing is cash because we all want some more cash and we all want to think rich, fat, and happy. But mm -hmm. what you're describing is, is what you can't buy with money. Yeah. And oftentimes that's the good stuff of life. It's mm -hmm. the stuff that's void of the currency that this world, this culture props up as the most important thing, yeah. which is green stuff. And really, yeah, that's cool and we need it, but that's like a 
a one and a half, and we're talking about nines and tens. Mm-hmm. So all you want is money. Settle for one and a half. That's fine. I'm going for the nines or tens. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. I think this is this has been so fun to be able to just have a conversation with you. And I, my prayer is that someone will exactly what you're talking about will be encouraged by this to to listen to God and and uh, move when they feel like they're being pushed to move. Because I I think that is. It's exciting, and like you said, it is an adventure, and it will have challenges, but um, what a ride. What a ride. You've been listening to the Wyzetta Free Conversations podcast. For more information about Wyzetta Free Church, please check out wyzettafree.org or download our app available on the App Store or on Google Play.